0: are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels
1: like it can win a championship.
0: This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. This is The Issue, and I am freaking pumped for this episode. Week one of the NFL today. It is September 8th. It is uh, Thursday. Kicks off tonight. Tonight with
1: Buffalo and the Rams. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the bills going to L.A. and getting the Rams. So we're we're split on this. We'll get to that That's later, so but high.
0: oh my gosh,
1: yeah, we're split on this. But we'll get to it later. Interesting, you know, Rams are raising the banner, right? They're gonna have the whole ceremony thing. Josh Allen is starting his campaign. What we think might be an MVP Super Bowl type season. So. It
0: is going to be insane, and it all starts tonight. Finally, we've been waiting for it. We've been predicting all offseason we've been making rankings and it's finally here and you're going to get all of our predictions in the second segment but for the first segment we have a rant to start off like normal uh, tim 's going to rant on the college football on college football a little bit. little rant you texted me earlier said you had some things to say, so excited for that yeah it was good it 's been a decent college football you know the past week or so, so yeah, yeah might as well yeah, uh, the backyard brawl was insane. We watched that it was good, um, it was good. And, and then to finish off the show in the third segment, we will have our second installment of bets on a budget and we 're going to have that. Uh, pretty much every week from here on out with the NFL season, so make sure we're getting you all the good bets there. What to look out for, where to put your money, and win something in the process. But yeah. I know you came in today pretty fired up about college football, so I'm gonna let you start with that. So, right, right, I, I, the whole the whole reclassification thing, right? I was slightly
1: hesitant about it, right? I think USC playing Purdue in November isn't necessarily like the football that I'm, you know, that I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, I think Purdue, on a random Saturday in November, belongs in, I don't know, like Northwestern, right? Right. instead of USC being there. Yeah. Um, but after this, you know, this, this past week-ish, I think I'm kind of on board with it, right? I, I think college football has a really, really big, boring issue, right? There were 94 games in Division One, whatever, single A, right? Not counting, like, you know, FCS football. Yeah. 94 games in Division One this weekend. I had to... Not run to a television, but I planned my day to be able to watch three of them, three of them. The backyard brawl, that Oregon game, and then the Notre game, Notre Dame Georgia game. Or no, I'm sorry, Notre Dame Ohio State Georgia Oregon game. Yes, that's it. God, I, I don't, I'm sorry. People are like, oh, but but what about Arkansas and Cincinnati? <laughs> I mean, Arkansas is going to finish. I don't know, probably like eight and four. Or they'll be like fourth or fifth in the SEC. They'll probably play in like. Alamo Bowl or something like that? Like, no, I don't care. Just like they're uh, going to gonna whack Cincinnati. I don't care to watch that. Like Kentucky and Miami of Ohio today. They, yeah, or, I don't or, care. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't care. People are like, well, they're ranked, okay? Like outside the top fifteen, nobody cares anyway. I mean, I I don't care to watch Alabama pound Utah State into the ground and have their third string, you know, guys coming out to start the second half. I'm going to be up forty. I mean, even some of the good games, I, I, I don't care about. Well, what about Penn State? okay, Penn State's going to finish third right behind Ohio State and Michigan like they do, I don't know, almost every single year. Yeah, Because once again, like every single year, their quarterback and coach are overrated. It's the same program. The same program. No matter – look, these are 17, 18-year-old kids coming in. Your program is what builds them. They don't build programs. College is different like that, right? You get Joe Burrow in the NFL. He can build your franchise, build your program, your, your professional program per yeah. se. You very, very rarely, right, once in maybe 20, 25 years, will get somebody that comes in and transforms an entire program. True. Again, even going back to the Joe Burrow one, who's legendary for creating Cincinnati and, and taking LSU to that next step, LSU was bad before him, and, well, they're bad now. Not bad, but not super competitive. Yes. Right? The three years before Joe and then so far since haven't been
0: super competitive. I mean, you could look at Clemson with Trevor Lawrence with that too. I mean, yeah. But it's a small select Group of quarterbacks or just players in general that are going to transform a college culture. I understand that, right? Right, and so you look at—I mean, off the top of
1: your head, you're thinking like
0: Reggie Bush.
1: I, like, it's, I don't. You—it's it's, really, really hard to think of yeah, these guys. I
0: mean, they set themselves apart when they do something like that,
1: right? And so you know, my point is, okay, Penn State's going to finish third anyway. Like, I, I don't need to—I don't need to rush to a TV screen to see them play at Purdue, right? And Wisconsin's probably even better, so they might even finish fourth. Right, and I'd argue even another year under Mel Tucker, Michigan State might be better. I mean, there's there's a meaningful game issue. I want more backyard brawls. I, I want more you know effort. I'll play you anywhere, anytime. I don't care. Right, the old the old Pittsburgh shirts on ice or on grass. will, you know, yeah, I you mean, finish it right. It' runs. fantastic, fantastic. Right, I I don't want Alabama on home turf smacking Utah State. I don't care. That sucks tremendously for the sport. It's not good. Proposition. Week one, you play your biggest out-of-conference rival. I like that. Either Pitt-Penn State or Pitt-West Virginia. Maybe not biggest, but you play one of your top three out-of-conference rivals. right? So you'd have Pitt-Penn State, Pitt-West Virginia. You could even argue me into Pitt-Cincinnati because it was such a big rivalry in the Big East. right? Hinesfield, well, sorry, Akersher, probably wouldn't sell out to the degree that WVU did. But it would get a it'd get a pretty packed stadium for a Cincinnati Pit game. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And if you had that in Cincinnati, that that's a that's a big game for for a, for a Cincinnati type team. Right, right. One of your biggest out of conference rivals, week one. The final week of the season is your biggest in conference rival. I like that. Make it interesting, start to finish. I mean, even the small schools will like this. Like, do you think Utah State fans want to go see them get waxed in Tuscaloosa today? No. How about they go compete against some Mountain West team week one? You know warm up a little bit at least it's a competitive football game right while alabama goes and plays i don't know maybe week one clemson or something like that they've been a rivalry in the recent you know in the recent past right they play clemson then the final week of the year they'll get bama georgia in the in the iron bowl yes or i'm sorry no bama auburn in the iron bowl or bama georgia might not be a bad idea that would be a pretty good one as well right so you get rivalries as bookends i mean come on what do we want? Do we, you know, I, I like college football, and according to ratings, though, it's dying a little bit across the country, yeah. right? Like we need the USC versus Ohio State once a year. That game, I will guarantee you, I am running to the TV stand just to watch that. Yes, right. I mean, we need a Bama, Texas every year. We need Miami to be able to compete against Clemson. I like Pitt, and I love that they're able to compete against Clemson. That's not sustainable, and that's not that's not nationwide success, right? We're not a big. Hub per se, like a like a Miami, right? Mm-hmm. If Miami's good. The whole sports good, right? I mean, we th- this is really good in the uh, the NFL, right? Kansas City, dead smack in the middle of the in, in the country, right? They kind of have a small town feel to them. Oh, but also the big time L.A. Rams are good. You know, the the kind of hippie weird Denver is really good, yeah. right? Vegas, where it's kind of transient and it's a really really weird city. They're good. But then again, also there's small town Green Bay that's good, right? Like you need diversity. You need some bigger games. Right? I mean, wh- I'm going to tune in to watch Jacksonville and Washington. Because it's interesting. Because yeah. it's going to be a good game. I mean, hell, Cleveland is starting Jacoby Brissett. And Carolina is starting Baker Mayfield. Their coach is probably going to get fired. Their offensive line looks like a middle school offensive line. And it's a much watch football game. It's must watch. I'm just saying, right? They have a, they have a,
0: an interesting problem in college football, and I think the realignment at least solves it a little bit. Yes, I think so too. The big thing with me for college football is where the where the rivalries go. I feel like those old school like backyard brawls, and I mean, Pitt, Penn just State, game. Pitt, Penn State is a great example of it. I mean, just games where there is so much animosity between the two teams. What happened to that? I, I know you've seen the video of um, Michigan and Ohio State before yeah. the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they're going at each other. Not the Rose Bowl, but they, I think they played
1: at the Rose Bowl one time. But, yeah, yeah, I got you.
0: It was one of those. It was a big game between the two. I don't know if it was just a regular Michigan-Ohio State game or what.
1: Who knows, but it was crazy. I but it was They're chirping at each other in the real, locker room it, yeah, and everything. It
0: was a real rivalry, and I just don't think we see enough of that in college football anymore.
1: Actually, I think that's at the Big House, which is – uh, oh, no, not at the Big House. That's Michigan's. It's at the Horseshoe. It was at the Ohio State's. It? Yeah. Okay. Um Anyway, yeah, no, I I think it solves an issue of being interesting, right? If there's 94 games and I really, truly will carve time out of my day to watch three of them, that's a problem, right? We need that number to be somewhere around 20, Yeah, right? That'd be be ideal, you know, minimum 10. See,
0: there's a reason why you need a red zone in the NFL because every game is so interesting, so you have to watch all of them at the same time.
1: I don't need red zone in in college football. No, you don't. I just need a second TV. I'll take two games, thanks. Exactly, there you go. All right, let's get into some hits and misses. actually start with a little college football one here. All right, then hit number one. So I said when Pitt got uh, Keaton Slovis from from USC as the transfer, I said that he'd be really nice, kind of like a pro-style quarterback, accurate, you know, he's going to command the offense, kind of like Kenny Pickett did, decently athletic enough to get out of the pocket, but not a speedster, not uh, necessarily a dual-threat guy. He's going to deliver the ball on time accurately. He's got a big arm. He can get down the field. I I like him as a pickup, and I think he's going to allow – allow Pittsburgh to, to compete, I he, mean, big time this year. He
0: looked good, especially for his first outing. He did. Um The only thing to me, I don't, know, I don't know if you noticed it, he looked a little bit small to me, like, standing back there. And I looked up his height and weight, and it said he was 6'3", 220. I don't buy that for some reason, mm. because he just looked small back there. I don't know what don't know. it was. I don't know. Like, well, I mean, to be, to
1: be fair, that WVU... Um, Defensive line was ferocious. It was, they're, but nothing like Pitt's D line. Oh. No, 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 definitely not. But I mean, they were they were all over him. So I mean, that maybe that's why. Because you know, when you have yes. six six dudes on yeah. around you all the time, you, you might look a little, you small, look a little smaller. You know, yeah, but either way, uh, he looked good. Yeah, I, he did I like look good. It. Yeah, I right, missed number one. It's not technically a miss yet, but we have the Saints at seven and ten. And like the more I think about it, I stew on it like every day. And today, you know, being the the day of you know the big day for the NFL. Yes. It's like I'm, I've been really thinking about it. It might be a bit low. Chris with the Bucks, you know, injured and who knows, you know, how they're going to look this year. The other two teams in their division are just point blank bad. They might be able to sneak into a weak NFC playoff picture. Might like the roster's underrated, and I don't know if we saw it a couple of weeks back. I just worry about Jameis Winston, and I think their coach yeah. quarterback duo is a little
0: weak compared to the top half of the league. It is. And I mean, they're lucky they're in a really bad division, though. You right.
1: Know? I, well, I mean, just think about some of the teams that are around that same level. So you know, I Dallas. I think they're in a, in a similar category to Dallas, uh, maybe one I slight think step down, Davis but
0: closer to Washington and, but, and uh, yeah, quarterback coach. Right.
1: But the, I would. still I think I'd, still, I'd take Rivera and Wentz right now. I
0: think yeah, I would I'd take I would Rivera say and they're, Wentz. they're pretty close if you're yeah. going to compare.
1: Right. And so my point is, like, in other teams that are around the same classification and same skill level they have a severe disadvantage at at coach quarterback. So that's what worries me, but their roster is really underrated. So who knows? All right, hit number two. This may be my best hit as of now. Um, And it was looking touch and go there for a second, but as always, just take a deep breath. I'm mostly right. (laughs) Uh, And I know the Yankees are still comfortably in front of people in the playoff race and the standings, but um, I mean, good Lord, they just wrapped up the worst month of baseball in their in their historic franchise in their in the entire history of the franchise they've never played a worse month of baseball than they did this past august i mean it has been point blank bad i at every turn they can't pitch they can't hit there's errors i mean they have been terrible (laughs) and i said this you can't hit that many home runs well no you can't you can't you can't strike out as much as they do they they think that strikeouts and home runs cancel that's not the case you got to look at strikeouts and walks they don't get on base enough right, so one swing of the bat is one run as opposed to where one swing of the bat can be two or three runs if you get some traffic on. So they're not maximizing their potential because they strike out too much. They need to walk a little bit more. I've been saying that for two years now. That brand of baseball is not sustainable, and I'm right. I mean, point that worst month in the history of the franchise.
0: You know, when you're— Been around for hundreds plus years. When you're growing up and you're learning how to play baseball and you're playing upper-level travel baseball and looking to get recruited into college— Learning how to play situational baseball is probably one of the Huge. biggest biggest parts learning uh, of bunts bunt defenses hitting and runs being able to move runners around the bases and get people into scoring position and allow to th- yourself to score runs that don't come from just home runs yep uh, there's a whole other side to baseball and if you're just focusing on home runs and yes it's flashy yes it looks great on Instagram when the Yankees can post like four in a day sometimes sure. That's not going to help you win games, especially in a competitive, competitive conference.
1: That division is brutal.
0: I mean, even even the Red Sox were in last
1: place for only three, three games under 500. Yeah. Now I don't think they're good. The three games under 500. Uh, I missed number two, so I lost last year in predictions, and uh, huh. I think by like a two game, I was, I was two games back. Uh, just way too many misses for me. And I'm looking to get back on top this year. So the the entire last year, that that's a miss. I mean, that's... You're going it we're up. We're gonna,
0: take, so you're taking ownership of that today.
1: We're going to wipe it clean. We're showering it off. Okay. Road to success starts right now. I'm getting back on top. Can't let you go back to back. Just can't happen. I, I'm going back um, to back, though.
0: That's the thing. So... We got three splits We're going to wipe it week. clean right now. We got three splits this week. Miss number two, wipe it clean. Yes, we do. If, we do. We it's going to be good. Stick around for the second segment. You'll like that. Coming up soon. Probably like five ish minutes.
1: Uh, so, hit number three. We did our uh, our Super Bowl predictions, right? What was that last week? Um, and it came out around the same time as Colin Cowards, right? And I promise you, we had no idea. We didn't even look at his. I I, I actually get... Ours actually came out first. Ours came out first. We cool. posted that first. Cool. Uh, well, we had the exact same outcome as him. Uh, we both have Bills in, uh, over the Rams. I mean, he is kind of a smart person. He's kind of tied into the NFL. Now, granted, it's anybody's, you know, best guess,
0: but we posted that first. I'm just saying, we're pretty good. Kind of like how uh, you might as well just watch this was then was instead it? of the herd. Exactly. Pro Football Focus. Um, they took our hits and misses from us that one time. Remember, you made a TikTok about it. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a great. It's a great segment. We're uh, in it. All right I'm now. saying is, we're,
1: we're good at this. All right. <laughs> Not just a hat rack. Right? Come on. I got something in here. All right, uh, miss number three. I said safety is not a position that I that I really like to pay. Um, well, I it's weird. A lot of good teams are paying for safeties. Right? The Steelers are doing it. Philly's got some money tied up there. Buffalo's got money
0: there. Right, the but Chargers do. We've seen this I, trend in the past, though. Yeah, what does I, it always lead to? Then you can't pay the positions that matter. I, I agree with you, but at the end of the day, do we really think the Chargers are spiraling down the drain? No, but I don't think... This is a step in the right direction for them because then Well definitely not. Well then what happens when Jay Herb needs a new contract? And then what happens when well, he needs well, that a couple weapons?
1: That does well yes. Now the weapons that's what that's what would worry me. Paying Herbert does not worry me. Just give him a check. It's a blank check guy. Okay. But there's there's only there's a certain guy, there's one or two per generation that you just say, here's the check, write whatever you want on it. And I mean, Jay Herb's like, one. Like of Brady them. in his prime, Manning in his prime, right? Mahomes in his prime. I think Allen is, was that guy. Uh, I think Justin Herbert's that guy. Those are guys where you're just like, Yep, here, just whatever number you want, you'll you'll have it. Doesn't matter, and then we'll figure the rest out later. But yeah. still, you know, I mean, it, it does worry me. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I I don't think it's a great idea, but like I said, a lot of maybe not great teams, but a lot of competitive teams. I think Philadelphia's going to win their division. Pittsburgh's always competitive. Buffalo's going to win their division. We have LA winning their division. Those are all teams that are paying some pretty good money to safety. So hey, eh, I don't know. Call me crazy. It'll be interesting. We'll, uh, we'll see to,
0: how it works out. Yeah, we'll be able to sit back and watch and see how it plays hopefully out. Hopefully throw in a hit column.
1: Well, I mean, maybe, but it, it's going to be a hit and a miss at the same time. Because if, it, if it's a hit that they shouldn't pay safeties, then all these teams that are in first place probably won't be in first place.
0: That's true. I'm not saying it affects it as
1: much this year, but. in Maybe in the long run. Like in the next two to three seasons. That's fair. All right. Well, come back next segment because we will have our predictions. Uh, literally every game for this coming week, starting tonight, uh, with the Bills at the Rams. So, uh, yeah, don't go anywhere. Come on, come on back. All right. All right. We are back. Second segment. The moment you've all been waiting for. If we had Bruce Buffer here in studio, we'd have him, you did the whole, um, you know, it's time, right? Yeah. Fighting out of this corner versus that corner, right? Um... A heavyweight, you know, main event of the evening, the first one, yes, uh, week one yes. predictions, week one, and it's it feels good because everything kind of builds to this moment, yes. right? We started this podcast two years ago when there was no such thing
0: as sports in the middle of COVID. We started in July, and of 2020.
1: so so content was hard to come by. You still get some of those slow months, slow weeks here in the uh, towards the end of July, August, and it feels good to be in a spot where we now have 19 no including playoffs like 20 some straight weeks of just football. of football to talk about and it just it warms the heart it, it does. really does
0: there will be it, it it it's right there we will not be short on content for a while we will actually no. be slammed we we get to the point i think like mid football season, where we're actually having to cut things out of the show because it just won't we fit just, within the three segments. Right. Just so, because there's so much football, which just makes for a better show when you have quality content like that getting jammed in to right. an hour. I mean, I agree. Uh,
1: so this segment, like <clears throat> this segment, we will of course have our predictions. Um, so I me and Luke tend to agree on a lot of things, but we'll have you know two, three, sometimes four uh, games we don't agree on, and we keep track every week who wins, who loses. Um,
0: and we'll see how it goes yeah I won last year um so I'm going for going for, to repeat but let's without further ado let's just go into it week one of the NFL season here are all of the predictions here we go all
1: right so start starting off on the Thursday night game you got the bills at the Rams right okay. so the bills are I believe they by two and a half yep they are uh over under 52 and a half in case you're wondering um we'll talk about bets in the third segment but we're, we're split on this one, so a great way to start yeah, start, start the predictions the <laughs> is when we're split on. See, personally, I like the Rams. And we kind of both are picking opposite sides, but for the same reason, because we think it could have different outcomes. So I think because the Rams, they're hoisting their banner. They're doing a whole ceremony. I think they're going to be really amped up to play mm. in that atmosphere. I think SoFi is going to be rocking. Uh, and so I think for that reason, I think the Rams have a slight edge. Plus, it's not – yes, they could have a Super Bowl hangover. But they've brought in so many new pieces that are going to be hungry to show out. I don't think it affects them as much as normal teams. I will take
0: the Rams. Look. And you take it away. I'm just saying. I think the banner raising, the ring ceremony, everything that's going to go on that night. I guess tonight. It's going to be... What it's going to do is make them complacent, maybe a little bit lazy, I feel like, to start the game. Um, You know, they starting off on such a high moment with hoisting the banner, and then guess what? It comes to real football, and guess who else is hungry? Josh Allen and the Bills. Um, This is a team that has been right there for the past two seasons now, and this is finally looking like their year. They're the favorites. They have a lot to prove. They're on the road. They're in the biggest stadium, I'd say, in the NFL now. Right, SoFi is kind of the staple stadium of the league. Um, so definitely I, up there. yeah. The Bills are walking in and walking in there. They're hungry. They remember watching uh, Casey on the field celebrate against them again for a second time last year. They're coming out with a vengeance. I like Bills. I don't think you're crazy, but I'm just gonna go with
1: my hunch with the uh, with the Rams. That got me into some trouble last year, though. So we'll see. Um, all right, so we're going to Sunday now. Saints Falcons. I think we 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 both agree on this. This is pretty simple. Yeah. Um. I said it earlier in the show. And hits and misses. The Saints have a pretty underrated roster, and I think even we might have underrated it. Now I don't think they're going to be world beaters and go on to be the first seed in the NFC. But I think they sure. will be a solid football team, and certainly good enough to beat the tanking Falcons. Absolutely. Yes,
0: I think so. And I mean, I the Falcons are a team that I'm never going to put my trust. Never, in Unless they're ever. playing somebody so unbelievably garbage. Um, But this one, I think it's pretty obvious. It's New Orleans.
1: Yeah, I think another obvious one is San Francisco at Chicago. Now, granted, we did discuss this uh, about two weeks ago, right, saying that that's a pretty big line at 6.5 for for San Francisco for me to swallow if I'm a better, you Mm -hmm. know, because the Bears being at home getting 6.5 points, that's a decent bet. Yeah. But, again, we'll do betting next segment. But I I, I do, at the end of the day, think that Niners are going to win the football game. And I don't think Trey Lance has to be even good. No. I don't think he does. I think they're going to run the football. Their defense is going to play pretty well against Justin Fields and, and, and an inexperienced offense. I'll take the 49ers.
0: Yes, same. I mean, he just has to play his role, really, it, it just don't yeah. make mistakes. Yeah, pick up um, a couple
1: third downs with your legs. Yeah. Give, give me give me one or two big throws, yeah. and it. then you're good. That's yeah. it. Yeah.
0: You don't need to do anything game-changing. It's the Bears. It's one a, or
1: less interceptions. Yeah. I'm a happy guy.
0: This is kind of a good way to start them out, I think. It, yeah. It's a good road test to get them, to get them ready, Absolutely. and it's against a, a lesser opponent than the Bears. So yeah. I like that, 49ers.
1: I agree. Um, well, Go to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati now, also in that one o'clock window at yeah. Cincinnati, of course. Uh, since he's favored by six and a half, over under 44. It's an interesting over under. Could end up being, um, being a little low in my eyes, but regardless, uh, I, I want to say Steelers, but I can't. I just, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, the Bengals have a more talented roster, I think, top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, outside of defense, which is not we know now that in 2022 that's not where games are won and lost I know, they're, but... they're on the offensive side of the football so i'm gonna go cincinnati uh because i think that i like their quarterback situation better i like their weapons situation their offensive lines improved
0: and i don't know if i can bet against joe burr no yeah i like uh i like cincinnati as well um it's just really hard to to put your money on a team like pittsburgh when you have a question mark at quarterback uh, the most important position um and the offensive line, horrendous. Whoever's back there isn't even going to have time to throw the ball. Najee's going to have trouble finding lanes. And, I mean, the Bengals don't even have that great of a linebacking core. I mean, it's improved a little bit, but it's still not it's, like top I mean, of the league. Yeah, it was, it was probably their weakness so, last year. So. I mean – even with that, I don't see the Steelers being able to move the ball as much as that Cincinnati offense. I right. think they're way more high-powered. They're more gelled. And as a as a better and as somebody who's you know
1: basically guessing games, right? I mean, yeah. educating guess educated guessing. Uh, it's really hard to gauge Pittsburgh because well, they've had a steady position or steady uh, position at quarterback for right for eighteen, 18 years. years. So it's really tough for me to gauge. Oh, is Mitch the guy? Is Kenny the guy? Uh, they're really going to be tough. good. It's it's tough. Um, so yeah, Cincinnati. All right, moving on. Uh, We have the Eagles and the Lions. So at Detroit, I went back and forth on this. I do. I think the Lions are going to be a pretty good football team. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to take a little bit, though. Right? We saw them kind of building at the end of last year. I still think they need another six games to really find out how to win consistently against at least decent teams. Absolutely. Uh, And I do think Philly is a much improved team. I think they're going to run the football really effectively. The lines can get gashed in the run game a little bit, which is a really bad matchup then for, uh, for them against Philadelphia. I'll take Philly. I think Jalen hurts makes a couple throws here and there. They win by about a touchdown.
0: Oh yeah. And let's not leave out, um, you know, AJ Brown over there in Philly now too, who's going yeah. to be absolutely dog on the lines this week. Uh, but I do see the lines improving soon, but I don't think it's enough this year to beat the Eagles week one.
1: I agree. All right. Patriots at, at the dolphins. Uh, Again, went back and forth a little bit because Belichick does own young quarterbacks. I would still consider Tua a young quarterback. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the Patriots also struggle going to Miami. They have for years, um, especially in the in heat like this. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be humid. It's going to be hot. Mm-hmm. The Patriots have always struggled down there. A lot of teams have. So is, so have the Steelers. Yes. Uh, Miami's favored by three. I think that feels about right. I think they win by about four or five uh, points. I'll take Miami. I think Tua. Has a pretty decent debut under Mike McDaniel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, De- I, debut. You know? I like the Dolphins as well. I, I just it really boils down to really, I don't like the Patriots this year. And they just I, they don't have enough perimeter weapons, you know. And I have way I have so much more faith in the Dolphins, and I don't even like Tua, but yeah. in this matchup, Dolphins. All right, next
1: one is a is a no brainer. I mean, the Ravens and the Jets. The Jets are going to start oh. Joe Flacco, so <laughs> I mean, we'll take the Ravens, both of us. I yes, do you want to even touch anything else on that. They're no. favored by seven. I would hammer that Ravens. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that is. I would absolutely hammer that. Um, all right, the Jaguars going to Washington. So we're also split on this one. You like the Jags.
0: Why? Uh, I think this is the year where the Jags start to rebound a little bit. We have them at 6-11. and 11, uh, And I think this is one of the weaker teams that they're going to be able to play. And I think, you know, week one, they don't have any injuries yet. They look, Trevor Lawrence looked all right preseason, but he has a very high ceiling. We know that. Uh, yeah, And yeah. I think the roster around him is going to start to improve this year. The toxicity has gone from the locker room with Urban Meyer. So you kind of have a fresh start. Uh, I don't love everything that Washington has been about for the past two to three seasons. Uh, sure, Wentz is fine. But... Can we see some proof first? I, I like Jacksonville a little bit more than I like Washington. I don't love either of the two, but I'm taking the Jags.
1: That's fair. I think I'm going to go with Washington just because of the uh, the continuity in the coaching staff. I think having a lot of turnover in the coaching staff, getting Doug Peterson, think it might take a couple weeks. I'm with you that I think the Jaguars take a step forward, and that overall it's a good move for Doug Peterson to be there, and it's going to be Trevor Lawrence breakout year, yada, yada, all that. I just think it's going to take a couple weeks. Um, So week one, continuity, more veteran quarterback going into a a more stable system. I'll probably take Washington. No, barely more stable, but but a little more stable. I'll take Washington. We'll see. Um, so were split on we're on two now, so we got uh, Panthers and the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Now this is a must must watch between two bad teams, which is why I love the NFL. We both like Carolina. Um, I think Baker's out for some revenge, and I don't think the Browns with Jacoby Brissett are going to be are going to be super dynamic. And if Amari Cooper's not on his game, who do you throw the football to?
0: Yeah, I, I don't see how this one finishes up well for for the Browns. I mean, they're paying Baker to play against them. Let's not forget that. Um, yeah. And in, in a revenge game. Baker plays chippy already. So, I mean, it's not like you're going to get a less chippy version of Baker Mayfield playing against you. Um, and he can be on. He looked good in the preseason. His shoulders healed up a little bit. So, I like the Panthers. I like the Panthers, too. We got, we got Colts at Titans. Or, I'm sorry,
1: Colts at Texans. that. Yes. Um It's it's a lot of points to swallow. Uh, the, the Colts are... An eight-point favorite. That's a lot for a week one at home, right? Oh, yeah. Bad teams don't know they're bad yet. That's the the saying. Um, I do like the Colts, that being said. But it's an interesting look at for the Texans because they can run the football a little bit. Davis Mills isn't great, but I wouldn't Mm. say he's bad. Uh, I do think the Colts win by about a touchdown. Still under the eight-point spread, though, so it's mm-hmm. it's at least worth a look. But, no, nah, I'll, I'll take the Colts on this one. I mean,
0: when you have a running game like Indianapolis does, you have an offensive line like Indianapolis does, and now you add an experienced veteran quarterback of Matt Ryan, I just – look, their weapons are definitely lacking a little bit. Uh, Receiving-wise, yeah, not great. They're thin. But yeah. You have a great backfield with Jonathan Taylor. You have a great offensive line. So that alone is going to be able to buy you time right. in the passing game, allow those less talented receivers to get open. Get open. Um, and plus, you know, Matt Ryan can move around a little bit. It's not like he's a complete statue. Uh, he'll be able to make some things happen. I like the Colts.
1: All right, fair enough. Yeah, we both agree on that one. All right, uh, Giants at Titans. We agree on this one as well. This is the Titans. We both think the Giants might be one of the worst teams in football.
0: Yeah, it's not even that close.
1: Yeah, I think Derek Henry goes nuts. Tannehill makes a
0: couple throws, you know. I mean, if you watched last week, Daniel uh, Jones looks bad. I uh, yeah, watching last week, we had uh, Derek Henry as our projected MVP or no offensive player of the offensive player. Was he offensive or MVP? I think it might have been MVP. No, MVP was Justin Herbert. Offensive player of the year was Derek Henry.
1: Yes. Is that right? Yep. I don't, I have
0: no idea. Whatever. <laughs> it was last week. Sure, I'll
1: qu- I'll trust you. Whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, Titans. That, Titans. That's an easy one. Uh, Vikings at or no. Packers at Vikings, okay. uh, so this one's interesting. We were kind of back and forth, um, but I think at the the Vikings at home. I think they're going to split. Yeah. Right, so we like the Vikings to win the division. I think that they split the two matchups, each winning at home. I don't love them going to Lambeau and winning, but I also don't love the Packers going to Minnesota and winning. Uh yes. Now it is tough, first year coach. So we'll see how it goes, how it how they gel. But also first time with Aaron with a lot of new receivers, so yeah, really I think they're no both going to be a little handicap. Yeah. yeah, right. So I think I think the Vikings is is kind
0: of is it a weird I don't want to say, I don't want to say clear choice, but mm. it kind of is for me. I mean, this is definitely I don't know I don't know if it's as clear for me. It's kind of fringe because I know how good Aaron is and how he can elevate a receiving core but yeah, at the same time I Kirk Kirk and the Vikings just kind of make sense here. I like the Vikings. At least while they're at home. Yeah. Now when we see this matchup again and it's at and it's at Lambo we'll see to toss up. It, it depends a lot on, on how the seasons have gone to that point but I mean to start off I'll I'll take the Vikings.
1: Alright, uh Chiefs at Cardinals next. So I think we both have the Chiefs here. I at the end of the day it's Mahomes and Mahomes and Andy Reid don't lose in September. I think they've lost maybe one game in September and the Cardinals, it's been a really noisy off season, right? Mm -hmm. Deandre Hopkins gets suspended the whole contract thing. Kyler's calling plays. Yeah. Um, So for me, I didn't, the chiefs are a little, you know, more controlled calm cool collected you know yeah they just they seem a little bit more prepared
0: going into the season I'll take the Chiefs um the line's interesting at four and a half we'll get into that later yeah uh, I'll take Chiefs as well I mean I I don't see this being a game where the Cardinals shock the world and beat the Chiefs week one um it's just not a storyline I can get behind especially when you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid early on like you said I think one or two losses is is all they have in the month of September so I mean it, you, you can't bet against the Chiefs there. So. I agree.
1: All right, Raiders at the L.A. Chargers. We have the Chargers going pretty deep in the playoffs. We have them winning the division. We have winning this game at home as well. I think the Raiders, again, new coach, new system, a lot of new pieces as well. You get Devontae Adams, you know Chandler Jones, a couple guys in the secondary, a couple of new offensive linemen. I think it's going to take some time to gel. I think they, they will end up being a pretty competitive football team, but right now I think the Chargers have a more – well, first of all, better roster and a more prepared roster. So I'll go with I'll go with the Chargers. Um, they're favored by three and a half. That feels about right to me.
0: Yeah, I like the Chargers here. Um, I mean, we like the Raiders too, but we still have them as last in the division. I mean, it's a really tough division. Uh, and this is just one of those games that they're going to have to battle through, and I don't think they're going to come out the winners in it either. Uh, I like what Justin Herbert has and their weapons down in L.A. a lot more um, than a Derek Carr. Now, granted, he does have a Devontae Adams now, but more well-rounded though in L.A., yeah, and at the I, end of the day, I like Derek Carr, but he's not Justin Herbert. So. No, not at all. All right, Bucks
1: and Cowboys—we're split on this one, and I can't believe you yeah. picked the Cowboys. Uh, I'll take the Bucks. I think at the end of the day, I think Brady's a better quarterback than Dak. I think coaching bowls McCarthy—it's a coin flip. Uh, the backfield—I'll take the Bucks. Wide receivers—I'll take the Bucks. Offensive lines—a coin flip. They're both banged up and not very good. Defense—I'll take the Bucks. I, I think they win at almost every level when you compare head to head. So I'm going to go Buccaneers.
0: Over the Cowboys. Look, I don't like the Cowboys by any means, but there's something about this game it gives me a gut feeling, and I mean, we were talking about it last week in our hits and misses. Brady hasn't been as committed this offseason as he was in the past. I don't. We don't know what to expect from him. He's 45 years old. He's really snarky. He's just kind of short yeah, with the media. Yeah. Um. So. It's a new Brady. I don't know what we're going to see. Uh, I don't know if it's a bit of a decline in what he's feeling, and he's kind of lashing out because of it. Um, but I just feel like there's more noise coming from the Bucks, and I feel like the Cowboys kind of have a lot to prove week one. They've had – I mean, we've been one of the shows. We've been kind of banging on them all off season, And, uh, you and I know, will continue to. Yeah, and we will continue to. I, I feel that they should be, but I feel like this is just one of those weeks they're going to come out. It's a matchup thing. I don't know what it is. I like the Cowboys to win, but then they're going to be – Utterly horrendous for the rest of the year.
1: All right. I appreciate at least that part. There you go. All right. Monday
0: night football, Broncos
1: at Seahawks. We both have the Broncos here. I think we can agree that the the Seahawks aren't a competitive football team right now. Not even. They look like they're planning a little bit for next year. I mean, if you're going in with Geno Smith versus Russell Wilson, I'm I'm taking Russ all day long. (laughs) Even if Tim Patrick's hurt, I don't know who's going to be receiver. I don't know who's playing running back. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, I'll take Russell Wilson and the Broncos pretty handily over the Seahawks.
0: Yeah. As well, I mean, not much has to be right, said so, on that one. So
1: we're split on. You have the Bills, I have the Rams. You have the Jags, I have uh, the Commanders,
0: Ugh. and I got the and Cowboys, and you got the Bucks.
1: Yeah, so we're split on those three. Um, like the it. rest of our picks are in; they are locked in. We'll see how it goes. First game kicks off at I don't know, what seven thirty or eight twenty or something yeah, like that. It's I don't like eight twenty tonight. Uh,
0: yeah, on yeah. Uh, Thursday night. So everybody watch the game, but after you finish watching these first. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, you hey, want to get,
1: you want to see these, and then you want to definitely know. come for next segment. Yes, because we got our bets, and you're gonna want to get those in before game time. Yeah,
0: who doesn't want to make a little bit of money on week one of the NFL? So stick around for your chance. Next segment. Oh. What's up? We are back into the third segment here uh, on Thursday, week one of the NFL, and it is time for bets on a budget. Uh, that is a newer segment of ours, and very excited to kind of get into it all NFL season here. Uh, yeah. Just a, a little way to throw a couple bucks here and there on a few games, make, Nothing, make a little, make a little scratch. Right, not going anything crazy. Right, and um, you know, making at least double, yeah, at we'll least see. double your money. You know? be
1: in in one day, if you you know. If we can, have, we're going to give you five bets. We can go three, three out of five. Hopefully, more. Um, most of the time, I think it'll be more. So, um, hey, just wanted to add yep, too. We we,
0: we've kind of gotten away from our uh, our weather report uh, in the second segment. You haven't given one in like two weeks now. It's so humid. It's, it's very humid. Yeah, it's September, uh, early
1: September in. Feeling good. In, it's feeling like in Pennsylvania is warm. It's toasty, but at nighttime it cools down a little bit. So it's it feels like it's ready ready yeah. for football season. Yeah, I agree um very excited for football the fact that it kicks off tonight it's basically a holiday i'd say it's basically a ho- it's yeah. a it's a holiday i celebrate it's a holiday. it yeah that means two holidays this this uh this week because we had labor day on monday and uh and now they started the nfl season here on thursday so yeah let's do it all right so bets on a budget like we said going to give you 5 bets if we can hit on at least 3 of them we'll be happy campers i think we'll end up hitting on more let's go Okay, Arizona plus five and a half versus the Chiefs. So, they're at home, right? Yeah. And giving a, a home team, who has Kyler Murray, which is a really talented quarterback, good amount of weapons. Now, granted, D-Hop is out, but he still has weapons. He's got Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore. Uh, I think they still have A.J. Green. Don't quote me on that. It's Zach Ertz, though. Um... They, they have plenty of weapons, and four and a half at home with that amount of weapons is a lot of points. It is. Um, and the Chiefs are good, but they do have a lot of new pieces, so who knows how good they're going to be. And plus, it's minus 105, which is, you know, those are decent odds, um, given that Arizona is is a very talented talented football team and they're at home. Yeah. So I think Arizona's the right side of the bet here at, uh, at, at plus four and a half.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean especially week one both teams aren't going to be like up to mid-season level yet so you're going to have mistakes both ways you're not going to see mid-season level chief football right um so i mean these games aren't going to be finishing with you know crazy i mean unless it's something like you know the ravens and the jets that's something that's get out of hand quick right but in a game like this it's Cardinals be, it's a who are a game. very competent team with a very good young coach. Yep, and you know playing a really good team in the Chiefs, but definitely, definitely close. I think to it'll them. be
1: a close game, probably a three, maybe four point game. Yeah, which is again still under the four and a half. All right, Pittsburgh plus six and a half at Cincinnati. That's a minus one fifteen there. If you if you throw some scratch on that, so you're not winning a, a, a whole slew of cash, but. Throw it in a parlay. Who knows? Again, that's a lot of points, especially for a division rivalry. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time. I think like maybe like once in the last five years, Pittsburgh's been blown out by Cincinnati. Um, and that was when we had Big Ben, a quarterback, who couldn't do much offensively, right? He was couldn't do much off script, couldn't do much down the field. Uh, six and a half for a, uh, a divisional game, especially when Pittsburgh has a good defense like that. So yeah. they're not going to run the score up. That's what I was just about to that, say. I, that, that's a lot of points for me. Yeah. Early in the season, divisional game. Good defense. That's a lot of points. I'll take Steelers.
0: Cincinnati's offense is great, but you can't ignore the fact that their offensive line is still not all the way up to par, and the Steelers' defensive line is absolutely astounding. 100%. 100%. So that's a matchup. That's a big mismatch that the uh, Bengals are going to have to deal with. Now, I don't see the Steelers winning. I still see our offense being a little lackluster. but um, here's the thing. Is Kenny Pickett really that much worse, or is a Mitchell Trubisky really that much worse than an aging, old Ben Ross? No, I'd, person, I'd argue they're remember. better. I'd argue they're better. So, I mean, look, I like the bet. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to win, but keep an eye on it.
1: It's a decent, against the spread, it's a good
0: bet. All right, uh,
1: Denver, minus 6.5 at Seattle. Again, another minus 115 there for the, for the scratch. Uh, look, Seattle's tanking. I mean, they're <laughs> tanking. They, they don't they don't really have a singular position group besides safety that I can point at and say it's Mm. above average. Yeah, Um, Their backs I think are weak with a rookie at uh, starting there. Their wide receivers are decent, but they have Geno Smith distributing the football to them. Their DBs are are not very good on the outside. They don't get a pass rush. Their linebackers after letting go of Bobby Wagner are pretty weak. Denver is stronger at almost every single one of those units. I I think Denver – Wins by about two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be close in that one. Though. I don't see it. Um, Denver is one of the most talented teams.
1: Not to mention they have a pass rush and Seattle doesn't have a line. so That's a, that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a worry. <laughs> that, that, that's a factor. That's, yeah. that's something to look at there. Yeah. Yeah, you it know, is. Games are, games are often won and lost in the trenches. And yeah. I think Denver has a better unit on both sides of the ball.
0: I, I 100% agree.
1: All right, Rams plus 114 on the money line versus Buffalo. So I like the Rams. You like Buffalo. But – Regardless, you can't ignore the plus 114 for a home team. Yeah, the Super Bowl champs being dogs at home is pretty rare. And so now, granted, even if you like the Bills, it's at least worth maybe a back bet, right? So maybe you risk parlaying the other four
0: as a back bet. You throw it on the Rams. Who knows? I it it's an idea. Look, I I like Buffalo, and that's just because I'm trying to predict who's gonna win, right? I'm trying to predict the outcome of the game, but. If I'm in the business of making money, which I am, I'm going to throw a little bit of scratch on that bet because, I mean, like you're right. How often is the home team the underdog, and especially the Rams? Like when the Rams yeah. aren't going to be a dog in a lot of
1: games. That, that this actually might be the only game. Crazy, they're a dog in. crazy. You got you got to jump all over that. I, I'm going to jump on that. I'll put my money there for sure. All right, final one here: Green Bay and Minnesota over the 48 and a half. Oof. That's a, a minus 110 there. So. Here's the thing about that. Uh, early season, these teams match up. It seems like the past three or four years, they've been the week one matchup, or at least really, really early in the season. Yeah, they all and spark. they've put up crazy points. And so that's been with Mike Zimmer as a defensive head coach. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota's been putting up points. So I think now with, with Kevin O'Connell, they're going to put up points. They have Justin Jefferson. They just actually got Jalen Rieger, who I think is pretty – not very good, but it's at least another weapon. He's a speed threat down the field. Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, yeah. uh, and then Green Bay, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is still going to be able to put up points without Devonte Adams. Now, Absolutely. granted, do I think that's super sustainable over seventeen games? Not really, not really. But he's going to be out there with something to prove. I can play without Devonte. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I see Minnesota winning. I don't. We both have Minnesota. I see like a thirty-four thirty type of game. Big, right? big, like, big right, points. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at worst, like a 31-27 feel, right? It's going to be a lot of points. They're going to get probably over 50, which, yeah. of course, is over 48 and a half, which would satisfy our over-under here. That's a good one. I like that one, too. Uh, that one's good. Uh, so we got a little bit of a of diversity in there. We got three against the spreads, one on the money line, and an over-under. Eventually, we'll start working in some prop bets because, you know, you'll get into week, I don't know, like seven, right, where it's starting to look bleak for some lines, yeah. right, because you don't know what to make of it. So the Bucks will be on a three-game winning streak, but they'll go up against a really good team who's also on a winning streak, and the Bucks got someone hurt, but the other team has an injury, and you're like, well, who who's better now? Who's better then? So you get a lot of, like, really one-and-a-half-point spreads or, yeah, yeah, really hard to judge, and the spreads kind of shrink yeah. a little bit, so um, it's good to... You, you, you might see some more prop bets later in the year because it's <laughs> I, I wouldn't be comfortable putting some, some money on some of the later
0: lines. Oh, yeah. We're going to be throwing a, a lot into the mix here with uh, bets on a budget. But that was the second edition of bets on a budget. Feels good. First one of the actual season. So we'll call this yeah. one the first one. The first uh, we, one. Yeah, we had, we had, we we had, had a preseason. pre-season. Yeah. And I actually hit. I didn't say that on the show, but I hit. Yeah. And maybe I did. I don't know either way i don't know if you did or not but you did we what did we get we had three of four or two of three we did two of three because we only started with three just to so get a little preseason well, that's that's pretty good yeah pretty good i'll take bad. it uh but that is all we have for you guys today so enjoy week one of the nfl starts tonight on thursday in la uh watch that watch our TV video and get to your couch yeah crack a cold one yep
1: of whatever beverage you might choose hey
0: could be a code uh And enjoy the game, really, really. Enjoy the game. Yeah, have a great night. Enjoy football, we will. And uh, we'll catch you next week. That was The Issue.